By November 72, we had gathered enough original material to make a first demo tape. It's a shame I didn't think to clean the heads of the recorder as there are 78 RPMs by Memphis Minnie or Charlie Patton that have better fidelity. But there is enough of an imprint on the oxide to show that we weren't entirely deluding ourselves. We might not have been Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But we knew the name of the horse that they rode on, if you catch my drift. At the end of the music, faithfully and trustingly recited the names of our songs, giving Alan's telephone number as a contact. But no one ever called us, and our dreams were dashed. Alan and I would sometimes even try collaborating, but I wrote much faster. So I'd get impatient and tend to finish the songs alone. One song in which we did work together was A Sorry Tale of a Married Couple. Act called The Show Must Go On. I got the idea for the lyrics after going with my dad to a couple of his club dates. To my somewhat unsympathetic teenage I, each publicity eight by ten framed on the club walls contain a little tragedy. We named the couple in the story, Maureen and Dan, two people who were ill-equipped for the beauty contest of fame. I revised and reworked the song and the story many times until nothing much of the original remained. Eventually put the woozy recording of what became Ghost Train on tape in 1980, armed only with a couple of guitars, a marimba, and a head full of smoke. In 1969, my father had cast off the routine of singing in the dance hall and refused another long-term contract with Joe Loss. He decided to strike out on his own on the cabaret and social club circuit. Most of the work concentrated in the still industrialized areas of South Wales, Scotland, and North of England. He had gradually grown his hair until it no longer looked right with the uniform of Italian suits and tuxedos. So he started wearing crushed velvet frock coats and brocade jackets. A chain with the cross and a string of Nepalese beads over a long collared shirt of satin or embroidered cotton. His engagements were often in working men's clubs, attached to factories and coal mines, booked by social secretaries who often filled the part-time role between ships. They rejoiced in names like Sid the Bastard, reportedly a man impatient with the vanities of show people. Ross was now making his own choices from the hit parade and picking songs from contemporary albums that would have never made it into his Hammersmith Palais repertoire, just as he had done with chart singles. He would memorize these records and then pass them on to me. One stack of records he arrived with contained Surrealistic Pillow by Jefferson Airplane, Oh Yeah by Charles Mingus, and Easy by Marvin Gaye. 
and Tammy Terrell, which contained the Onion song with its immortal lines. The world is just a great big onion, and pain and fear are the spices that make you cry. 